step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. In the marshlands of central Florida, it's the Riley and Kimmy Show. A heavy, ominous stillness falls over the swamp. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this Throwback Thursday episode, January 25th, episode number 1502. Right next to me is... Janet! I got one name! Janet! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! Hi! Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I'm back in the saddle again. Out where a friend is a friend. Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly Jimson wheat, back in the saddle again. Yeehaw, that's right. Uh, back in the saddle again. I'm on my little uh, hobby horse, and right next to me is Kimmy. You can have whatever dream you want. I can become anything, any woman you, you've ever imagined. Uh, yes, she can, and she's doing that right now. And she, I'm imagining and. It's her. That's right. It's Kimmy. Mm. That's what I'm imagining. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And welcome to this Throwback Thursday. Thursday is such a crazy, lazy day. Thursday has its own peculiar way of saying hey. Sometimes Thursday almost makes you want to. Oh, it is. It's a throwback Thursday, and Kimmy is quite excited about that, right? I like Thursday. You do, because it's getting closer to the weekend. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, the weekend just around the corner. Being a Thursday, that's the way it works. And this Sunday, please join the Riley and Kimmy show. We're going to be out and about, right, Kimmy? That's right. We're going to be in greater Orlando. We're going to be at the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. It's happening at the Florida Hotel, which is right next to the Florida Mall. Now, that's the best way to get there is think Florida Mall, mm-hmm. right, to get to the Florida Hotel. Correct. Very nice venue. We took a tour last Sunday, saw where this is going to be. If you've been to previous Orlando Toy and Comic Cons, this is definitely bigger and a better venue. You will be surprised, I think pleasantly surprised, by this mm-hmm. location. Yes. Please tell your friends about the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Tons of new vendors at this event. Many coming from far away, bringing quite a few collectibles with them. And I, when I say collectibles, I mean pop vinyls, I mean hot toys, I mean statues, or action figures, uh, you know, vintage pop culture items, and comic books as well. Yes, that's right. And a ton of comic book creators on hand as well. And one of the most important things for individuals who like costuming, the cosplay contest is happening. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. There is a costume cosplay contest starting at 4 o'clock. It's being held at the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Charles and Tia, Florida con artists, will be hosting that event, judging and hosting it. 
Starts at 4 o'clock, so get your, your A game on. Or just for fun game if you want to. All costumers are welcomed in the area. Come on out. It'd be a lot of fun. That's right. Now, the official rules have been uh, posted with uh, you know the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. We've shared that on our Facebook page. Official cosplay guests are not participating in the event. They might be uh, you know showing off their stuff, exhibiting their material. Mm-hmm. But you aren't up against them. And speaking of them, please come on out and check out some fantastic cosplay. Get some tips and stuff from like Princess Lamari, correct? Mm-hmm. And also Thomas Blasco of Bat Tech Cosplay. Check out his Martian Manhunter and other cosplays. He will be there for photos. And speaking of somebody who's in the world of impersonation and cosplay, world-known Cecil Grimes will be on hand with his Walking Dead cosplay. Yeah, very yeah. popular. He's very nice, too. Get your picture taken with Cecil Grimes. And that will be happening this Sunday. Matter of fact, uh, Cecil will be right, probably really close to when you walk in. You'll be able to see him. Really mm-hmm. cl- really close. Right, Kimmy? Uh-huh. And we will be right in that vendor room right when you walk in. Stop and say hello to the Riley and Kimmy show. Or if you want to wait a little bit and show us what you, uh, what you may have found. some. Uh, do a show and tell. Yeah, do a show and tell. You can do that with the Riley and Kimmy show. We'd love to see you. That is this Sunday. Tell your friends about the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. We have links on our website, along with archived episodes of the Riley and Kimmy Show, and an easy way to take us along anywhere on planet Earth any single day, and that is through iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We have celebrity interviews we have done, and pop culture links, and our social media links, the best way to stay in touch with us. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and more. All of those are available on our website. What is our web address? RileyandKimmy.com Find archived podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com Pop Culture Escapism The Riley and Kimmy Show The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play again? That is the question for this throwback Thursday. Does Kimmy want to go back in time? Challenge her brain cells with some questions from the thrilling days of yesteryear. Pop culture-wise, that is. What say you, Kimmy? Oh, of course I do. All right. I need to point out the timeline has been corrupted, meaning it's not running in chronological or linear order. It's all over the place. Feel free to shout out answers and help Kimmy. Yell at whatever computing device you happen to be listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on right now. Could be anything because we are mobile and we are global. Kimmy believes in time travel answers, so help her out. Might be a difficult episode here with a Riley and Kimmy show for her. Moving to our very first question... It was on this date, Kimmy, the first documented case of a robot killing a human being in the United States happened. Our question for you is, what year did this happen? We will give you a plus or a minus of 10 years. When did the first person get bumped off by a Rosie the Robot or 
Tweaky from Buck Rogers or a Cylon, even though those are kind of cyborgs. Uh, when when or C-3PO maybe C-3PO went mad uh, yeah, yeah that's that's possible when did this happen 1950 the first person the first documented case of a robot killing a human in the United States is 1979 as you can hear in the background possibly Kimmy is taking a big drink there <laughs> that is not me yeah, yeah, she's guzzling right now. Preparing How can I for, talk and drink at the same because time? Because you are skilled, Kimmy, as people will find at the upcoming Orlando Toy and Comic Con. You are our you know, impersonator. You do impressions. You are our illusionist. Uh, you are mentalist. Not mental. You are a mentalist, and you are ventriloquist, obviously. You have that skill. No, I'm, that's I, our for kids. I, I'll be the dummy, and she will, you know, that's how it'll be at the table. See, Kimmy, see, she stopped right now. Fantastic, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Okay, are are you done? Did you get enough uh, liquid into you to continue? Mm-hmm. Okay, moving yeah. along. It was on this date in history. This president of the United States presented the first live presidential news conference in Washington, D.C. The event was carried on radio and television. Who was that? Who did the first live news conference? Eisenhower. Good afternoon. Would you proceed? I have several uh, announcements to make first. I have a statement about the Geneva negotiations for an atomic test ban. These negotiations, as you know, are scheduled to begin early in February. They are of great importance, and we will need more time to prepare a clear American position. So we are consulting with other governments and are asking to have it put off until late March. Kimmy, it was not Ike. Who was it? JFK. That's correct, 1961. It was on this date the first Winter Olympic game opened. It happened in France, Kimmy. What decade in the 20th century did this happen? I mean, you have a whole century there. We're letting you know it is the 20th century it happened. What decade? Did the first Winter Olympics open on this date? 1950s? 1920s. It was 1924, the first Winter Olympic Games. (laughs) Movie question, Kimmy. It was on this date in history. Walt Disney's animated film, well, I'm not going to say what it is, is released in the United States. Here is your clue. In that animated film, the parents... Pongo and Perdita set out to save their kids. Can you tell me the name of that animated film? 101 Dalmatians. That's correct, Ed. Who were they trying to save their kids from? Cruella DeVille. Yes. What year did 101 Dalmatians come out within five years? 1969. Kimmy misses it. It was 1961 when that happened. It's a jet question for you, Kimmy. The first transcontinental commercial jet flight happened. Los Angeles to New York was the trip. What decade? Was it the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, or 1960s? 1930s? It was 1959, the first transcontinental commercial jet flight took place. 
was on this date, 1937, NBC Radio presented the first broadcast of a certain drama, actually soap opera. The show remained on radio until 1956 and began on CBS TV in 1952 and would run forever. It would eventually be canceled after 72 years due to low ratings September 2009 on CBS TV. Kimmy, it's had a ton of themes over the course of time. We're not going to play all the themes. See if you can identify it. Starting with 1970s theme for this daytime drama. Now, Kimmy has an advantage here. She grew up in a house full of soap opera freaks, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking people who videotaped soap operas. And Kimmy had these archived videotapes to watch over the course of time. So... 1970s theme is a possibility for her here. Here we go, Kimmy. And now, this portion is presented by Pampers. They help keep baby dry. And by Sure Roll-On and Sure Spray, the antiperspirants that help keep you dry all day. Kimmy, can you identify the daytime drama that made its debut 1937 on NBC Radio Today? I... Oh, here's clue number two from the 80s. award-winning can you tell us the name of that award-winning show kimmy i haven't a clue the final clue for you kimmy now keep in mind cbs television is where it ended up forever on tv it started on nbc radio on this date 1937 here's your final clue it's another 80s theme What, Kimmy? What is the name of that soap opera? CBS TV. Search for Tomorrow? No, not Search for Tomorrow. I'll give you one extra clue. This is the final clue, not audio-wise, meaning not a, a theme. Here is your clue. The opening, regardless of if it was the 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s, somewhere in that opening had a lighthouse. Guiding light. Yes, the guiding light. I know somebody in your household had to watch that or you know, connected nope. to you. Oh, come on. Nope. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Nope. See, that's why it got canceled. Oh. Yeah, good job yeah. there. Thank you. It was on this date the first Emmys were presented. Gimme, what 
well, what year did this happen within five years? The first Emmys. That's TV awards. 1970? It was 1949. The first Emmys happened. 1958, this song hit the United Kingdom pop chart at number one. Tell me the name of the song. Everybody let it rock. What is the name of that Britain number one hit on this date? Jailhouse Rock. Jailhouse Rock. Spider Murphy played his tenor saxophone. Little Joe was blowing on the slide trombone. And who had that hit? Elvis. That's correct. The year's 1964. Cashbox Magazine was a rating service for music back in, well, the 60s and 50s and continued into the 70s. They said this was number one, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the song. It was the Beatles' number one first hit in the United States. Their first U.S. number one. I want to hold your hand. Kimmy is right. 1964. It was on this date, 1969. This group releases this single that would be done eventually by Ike and Tina. Ike and Tina would have a bigger hit with this, but the original was done by this group. Tell me the name of the group. Can you tell me who that is? Uh, John Fogarty is part of the group at that time. No. Creedence Clearwater Revival, otherwise known as CCR. The year is 1970. This film, directed by Robert Altman, is released. It would eventually become a TV show. Tell me the name of that film. Through early morning fog I see Visions of the things to be, the pains that are withheld for me, I realize and I can see that suicide is painless, it brings on many changes, and I can take or leave it if I please. Can you identify the movie, Kimmy? MASH. That's correct. Directed by Robert Altman. Now, the song Suicide is Painless was written by his 14-year-old son. He did the lyrics for that. He did the lyrics. The music was done by John Mandel. But Robert Altman's son, Mike, wrote, <laughs> wrote the lyrics. It took him five minutes to write it. Wow. Robert Altman had one rule. One request, when he originally was doing the song, he wanted the song to be suicide, and he wanted it to be a silly song. That was the original for a scene that they were working on, and the music was composed, and he, he tried to write the lyrics himself. He couldn't do it. He said he was 45 years old and couldn't wrap his brain around being silly. His kid said, I can write it, wrote it in five minutes. Now, here's the fun part. A number of years later... Altman admitted that he made $70,000 as director for that film. His son made over a million dollars for writing the lyrics that took just five minutes. Whoa. Isn't that kind of cool? Uh-huh. And then Altman, once he heard the song, decided to use it as the theme to the movie, to you know, for the opening theme and stuff and throughout the, the film. And mm. then it would eventually be the TV theme as well, without the words, of course. It was on this date, 1987, this person sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. 
tell me who it is. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight are the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh she does that Jimmy, who is that? 1987. Neil Diamond. That's right. And last Monday, January 22nd, Neil Diamond announced his retirement from concert touring as he battles Parkinson's disease. Uh, Based on his doctor's advice, the third leg of Diamond's 50th anniversary tour, it was set to happen in Australia and New Zealand in March, has been canceled. But he will still be recording, according to Neil Diamond's releases, doing studio work and writing and, and whatnot. Now, you work with Parkinson patients, Kimmy, so he could possibly do that in a controlled environment, right? Mm-hmm. Less stressful and stuff than touring. Right. It's so on this date, 1988. This song is released. Identify who the recording artist is, Kimmy. would hit the Billboard Hot 100 at number 23 and the Billboard Hot Adult Contemporary Tracks at number 10. Who is it with When We Was Fab? John Lennon? No, 1988. Oh, 88. Um, Sean Lennon? No, it is one of the Beatles. 1988. Paul McCartney? No. No. George Harrison. Okay. When we was fab. The year is 1990. This recording artist appears on this TV show. Identify the TV show. Cheers. That's correct. Cheers. This person appears on Cheers. They had big hits in the 1960s all the way into the 80s. Matter of fact, he had a duet with Jennifer Warren's about three years before he appeared on Cheers. Tell me who it is. Now I the time of my life No, I never felt like this before Yes, I swear It's a truth And I owe it all to you Can you tell me who that is, Kimmy? No, I can't. Oh, he's part of the Righteous Brothers. Can you do it? No, I can't. Oh, it's Bill Medley who appeared on Cheers in 1990. It's 1994. This single's released. It would become the Billboard Song of the Year for 1994. And during the weekly countdowns, it would eventually hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Tell me who the recording artist is.
Can you tell me who that is, Kimmy? With Bump and Grind, it was released on this date, 1994. I cannot. That's R. Kelly. Moving to something else that's kind of music-related. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, Well, she wanted to get married. One of the Spice Girls wanted to get married, Kimmy. It is Posh Spice who gets engaged to a soccer player. Tell me who she gets engaged to and what is her real name, her birth name. Victoria. Yes, Victoria. And she would get engaged and eventually marry a... Soccer player. Beckham. That's correct. Celebrity and notable birthdays. Give me identify who this is. Born 1919, died 2010 at the age of 91. He is known for a 23-year career in TV news for NBC. He was there from 1961 to 1984. Who is it? Good evening. A small private plane flying from Painesville, Ohio to Greensboro, North Carolina crashed today while approaching the airport in Roanoke, Virginia. The five people aboard were killed. The International Olympic Committee has ruled that athletes who are paid for competing may take part in the Olympic Games. That is, if the money goes through the athletes' national sports federations and is put into trust funds for them. More in a moment. After going down for seven months, the price of gasoline is likely to start rising again. So says oil industry expert Dan Lundberg. Also, federal gasoline taxes will be going up a nickel a gallon starting April 1st. Who is that? I don't know. Uh, You know him. It's Edwin Newman, who it is. And what's kind of interesting, right when he left uh, TV news, they tried to do a game show with him. They shopped around. They had a pilot that they did, and it just didn't. Nobody wanted it. That's Edwin Newman, born Mm. on this date, 1919. Next person, actor, born 1931. Kimmy passed away 2015 at the age of 84 in a ton of Disney films. Too many to list here. One of them will highlight 1968. Blackbeard's ghost. Tell me who was born on this date. Curses. Pirates. Malarkey. Blackbeard himself was a phony. (laughs) Probably some chicken-livered little pipsqueak that built up a reputation scaring old women and children. I don't think you're real. I don't think that sword is real, and I'm going to walk right through it and go to bed. Oh, it's real. You mean... No one can see you except me. Can you tell me who was born on this date, Kimmy? We have one more clue if you need it. I don't know. You know the next movie. Now, I don't know if you ever saw Blackbeard's Ghost. I don't know if that was fair. Have you ever seen that? But you have seen this movie. He was the star, sort of. He was the human star. It was actually somebody else who was more of a star. He was the star in the 1968 film The Love Bug. Tell me who it is. Look what it did to my car. Of course it's jealous. It's always been jealous because I get credit for one of those races. Okay. The car is his, but he has to let me drive it in the El Dorado. Now, if I win, tell him he gets to keep the prize money, but he has to sell Herbie back to me for a dollar. Can you tell me who that is? He was also in That Darn Cat in 1965, and he was in The Million Dollar Duck in 1971. Just to name a few of the many, many films he has done over the course of time. I have never seen those movies. Really? You lived a sheltered life, Kimmy. You've never seen The Love Bug? Nope. You never saw That Darn Cat, the mm-hmm. original? Nope. How about the... The remake with Christina Ricci. Nope. Oh, boy. Million Dollar Duck? No. Nothing? Never heard of that one. Yeah, that's priceless, Kimmy. I've seen that one. I was taken to that one. Goodness. Okay, it's Dean Jones, who was born on this date, 1931. Next person, recording artist, born on this date, 1938. She charted 
R&B a lot, but she also crossed over into the top 40. She had a well, a top 40 hit 1967. It peaked at number 23. Tell me who was born on this date. Here is a sample of Tell Mama. Almost see you dancing in the go-go cage with that one. Kimmy, can you tell me who it is? Who was born on this date? No, I can't. Tell Mama by Etta James. Etta James, born on this date, 1938, died 2012 at the age of 73. Next person, recording artist having a birthday. Tell me how old she is once you identify her. You have a plus or minus of five years. No. is the birthday person, Kimmy? Ah, uh, finally I can get one. Alicia Keys. That's right. How old is Alicia Keys today within five? 44. Alicia Keys celebrating her 37th birthday today. I see dead people. Notable deaths. Famous people. Celebrities. Not necessarily nice people who passed away on this date in history. The year is 1947. This Chicago gangster, nicknamed Scarface, dies of neurosyphilis at the age of 48. Who is he? Al Capone. Correct. Dies in Florida. It was on this date in 1990. This person passes away of pneumonia at the age of 67. Tell me why she is on the famous list, Ava Gardner. She was an actress. That's correct. She is listed 25th among the American Film Institute's 25 greatest film stars of classic Hollywood cinema. She was married to band leader Artie Shaw briefly from 1945 to 1946, and her last marriage was to singer and actor Frank Sinatra from 1951 to 1957. The year, 2017, this person passed away at the age of 80. Tell me who it is. Give me, here's your brief clue. Oh! Who is it, Kimmy? Mary Tyler Moore. That's correct. 2017, this actor passed away, dies at the age of 77. He was in Alien in 1979. He was in the movie Elephant Man in 1980. 2013, he was in three episodes of Doctor Who. Who is it? Anyone lose a fez? Good afternoon. I'm looking for the doctor. Good, right. Well, who are you boys? Oh, of course. Are you his companions? They get younger all the time. Well, if you could point me in the general direction of the doctor. Can you tell me who passed away on this date one year ago, Kimmy? John Hurt. That's correct. Dies at the age of 77. And I left off, I forgot to mention, 1984. He played Winston in that film, and Richard Burton played in it as well. Have you ever seen 1984? Uh, I have not. And the song Sex Crimes from the Eurythmics was released at that time. Some radio stations would not play that. Remember that? Mm. Well, did you ever hear that song? Mm-mm. Okay. We played it at some clubs. The 
top 40 contemporary hit radio station I was at at the time said, no, you cannot play that one. That's not a lot, but we did play it in the clubs. Kimmy, I think you did a fantastic job on this Throwback Thursday. Oh, well, thank you. We're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about with the golden age of radio. It's coming up shortly here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Attention comic book fans, toy collectors, lovers of pop culture, and cosplayers. The Orlando Toy and Comic Con is happening Sunday, January 28th. It's bigger and better in a new location. The Orlando Toy and Comic Con is being held at the beautiful and spacious Florida Hotel and Conference Center, 1500 Sand Lake Road, Orlando, Florida. Attention zombie fans, meet Tony Moore, the co-creator of The Walking Dead. Get your photo taken with one of the world's leading cosplayers, Cecil Grimes, impersonator of Rick Grimes of the hit TV show, The Walking Dead. This is your chance to meet Nick Bradshaw, artist on Guardians of the Galaxy, Wolverine, and the X-Men. Artist Ryan Stegman of Spider-Man, Scarlet Spider, Wolverine Thing. Artist Billy Tushi, the creator of the comic book, She. Artist Ryan Otley, best known for Image Comics, Invincible. Frank Thierry, writer of DC and Marvel Comics and the video game Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds. Discover why many consider the Orlando Toy and Comic Con the best one-day comic book toy show in America. Visit Orlando Toy and Comic Con's Facebook page for locations of the dance tickets and the website orlandotoyandcomiccon.com. Share with all your friends Sunday, January 28th. It's the Orlando Toy and Comic Con at a new location, bigger and better, with many new vendors bringing tons of comic books, toys, pop vinyls, collectibles, and more. It's the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. It's worth the drive. It's worth the flight. January 28th, the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Don't miss it. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Radio Watch News. Radio. Someone still loves you. And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Going back in time to honor actress Ava Gardner, who died on this date in 1990. She was no stranger to old-time radio. We have an example of her excellent work. We have an episode that aired 1947 originally. It's called Lady in Distress. Here's actress Ava Gardner on The Riley and Kimmy Show. The rain was coming down in torrents, washing huge streaks of gravel from the hillsides onto the road. It was getting dark, and I was beginning to worry. I'd been waiting nearly an hour, and then I saw it. He was edging along the side of the road, his coat collar turned up against the rain, coming toward me. I eased the car into gear and drove up toward him. He had no raincoat on, and he must have been walking for quite a ways because he was soaked through, dripping with the rain. He stuck out his hand when he saw me, and I stopped. You're going to town? By the lower road, is that all right? Well, that's even better. Nice lady. Out of the corner of my eye, I looked him over. He was fairly young, a little pale and nervous. There was no real fear there, and there was a lot of strength of a kind, the kind I liked. It's a miserable-looking world tonight, but it's great to be out in it. Maybe you're right. I know I'm right. Little somebody takes the privilege away from you of going where you want to go and doing what you want to do. And you know how good it is to be out. You used the word out twice. Did you just get out of some place? Yeah. Where? That's my business. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so am I. I shouldn't be so touchy with you. You were nice to me, giving me a ride. Only if I 
told you where I came from, it might frighten you. I don't think it would. Look at me. There's only one place a guy like me would get out of. Jail? They call it the state penitentiary. Oh, yes, I passed it a half hour ago. Did you just get out? Just got out this morning. This morning? This is Sunday. So what? The state penitentiary doesn't release men on Sunday. Only on weekdays. Well, they released me. You think I broke out? Well, maybe you're wrong, and maybe you're right. What are you jumping for? I'm just racing for a cigarette. Mind if I smoke? No, no, you can smoke. Cigarette? No, thanks. What are you getting nervous about? I'm not nervous. See? I told you if you knew where I came from, you'd be frightened. It's natural. Why did you tell me? I just felt like talking. I haven't talked to a dame, a lady, for a long time. Like it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't think I ever talked to one quite like you before. What do you mean, quite like me? You know what I mean. You know what you got on a ball, every bit of it. You like that? I could try. Don't get me wrong. I don't usually pick people up. Okay, relax. I'm not going to do anything to you. Just drive me into the city and let me off. Of course, it would be nice if you didn't say anything to anybody about picking me up. I won't say anything. What are you turning in here for? I'm hungry. I haven't eaten anything all day. You can wait a little while longer. We have 90 more miles to drive, and I'm going to get a sandwich now. Okay. Wait a minute. Let's just understand. You know what this is, don't you? It's a gun. And it shoots. Don't forget that. I won't. Okay, on your way. After you. Well, nice weather for ducks, huh, folks? Yeah. You, uh, all alone in here, Mac? Yep, glad you dropped in. Suppose you're in a hurry to get home, though. Back to the kiddies and the mother-in-law, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, what do you have? Coffee and a hamburger, please. Make it two. Coming up. All right, everything on those burgs? Sure. Well, what's a little onion among friends, huh? Uh, excuse me a minute. Hey, where are you going? Uh, if you're going over to use that telephone, lady, you might just as well not bother. It's out of order. I'm trying to get it fixed. I wasn't going to use the phone. I was going to get some cigarettes. You don't say. I knew he didn't believe me. He didn't say anything, but the way he looked at me, I could tell. We finished our hamburgers and I paid for them and then we went back to the car. What'd you want to make a telephone call for? I wasn't going to. Wasn't because of me, was it? I told you I wasn't going to make a call. I just wanted some cigarettes. You turned down my cigarette a little while ago. They were the wrong brand. You bought the same brand I offered you. Who are you trying to kid, beautiful? Oh, let's not talk about it. It's not important. What are you going to do now that you're out? You got a job to do. You got to take care of somebody. You mean your family? No, beautiful. Somebody I got to buy a coffin for. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to buy the coffin. I'm just going to make it easier for somebody to get one. Sounds an awful lot like you mean you're going to kill somebody. It's as easy as that. I am. Why? I told you, I just got out of prison, didn't I? 
Well, you don't want to get back in. It doesn't happen to make much difference. You see, there isn't much useful left in my life. I'm through. Revenge, huh? Yeah. With all his debts settled, a guy could die happy. That's a strange philosophy. Is it? What are you driving so fast for? I'm in a hurry. I have to get home. Mm. It's okay with me. The sooner I get this thing over, the better. Get what over? Hey, that's a cop. That's what you get for driving so fast. I I didn't realize it. Pull over. If they ask you any questions, tell them I'm your brother. See, your brother. I will. Be sorry for it, beautiful. You're going pretty fast for these wet roads, lady. I'm sorry. I really didn't realize it. If it skidded into a telephone pole, you would have. Let me see your license. It's... Well, it must be here somewhere. That your husband? No. Now, that's my brother. Oh, here's the license. Thanks. Oh. Why have I seen this name before? I don't know. Oh, sure. Your husband's in the department, isn't he? Well, yes, he is. Uh, you nervous about something? No, no, I'm just tired. Okay. But just take it easy from now on. Here's your license. I will. Thanks a lot. So your husband's in the police department? Yes. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a promotion. For catching you? Don't be foolish. Nobody's going to catch me unless I want them to. Not even you, beautiful. What did you mean about my husband? About his getting a promotion? Well, just between you and me, you know what I mean. There's somebody I got to take care of is also in the department. What department? Don't act dumb. The police department. Oh. Keep your eyes on the road. I am. You weren't. You were looking at me. Well, what do you expect me to do? You don't exactly make me comfortable sitting there. You recognized me, didn't you? Didn't you? I'm not sure. Yes, you are. And that could be a mistake. Believe me, I don't know who you are or anything about you. That's a lie. Stop looking at me. All right. I'm going to kill Ralph Harris. I don't want to know anything about it. Yes, you do. You know Ralph pretty well. No, no, I don't. I never heard of him. Stop dummying up. I saw the license when you handed it to the cop. I'm going to kill your husband, Mrs. Harris. You knew it back a few miles on the road. I could see it the way you looked at me. <laughs> you know, somehow I get the idea you're not going to mind that like you should. Why don't you say something? I can't think of anything. Now that you know, I uh, think you and me are going to have to have a little understanding. Huh? What are you doing? Nothing. Just racing for your pocketbook. I only have $10 in it. I don't need money that bad. Then what? I'm going to get your address. Women carry more things. Ah, here it is. 627 Mill Street, huh? Here, you can have your pocketbook back. I'm going to take the license. I'm going to make sure I don't forget. What are you going to do with me? I haven't quite decided yet, beautiful. I haven't quite decided. <laughs> quite decided. Things had gone far enough. From here on out, I had to make it convincing or else. Look, Sullivan. Oh, so you do know my name. Yes, I know your name. I remember you. I was at trial. They framed you. Did he tell you that? They didn't have to. The whole department knew it. 
They needed a conviction and you were it. That's what I thought. You know a lot, don't you? Listen, suppose I told you that you were right in what you said a minute ago. That I hated my husband. That I hated him as much as you do. And that I'd hated him for years. <laughs> what do you think? Well? I'd say it was a stall to save your own neck. That's what I thought. That's why I wanted to uh, get acquainted with him first. First? Before what? Well, doesn't it seem a little funny to you, my just happening to run into you this way? The wife of the man you've sworn to kill on the very day you break out of prison? Who says I broke out? I know someone who knows Red Farley. Red Farley? Mm-hmm. He was your contact on the outside that helped you plan it, wasn't he? Listen, beautiful. I don't know how you got this. Where do you think Red Farley got the money? You tell me. I'll tell you. I want you to kill my husband. I'll even help you. He was beginning to believe me now. When I told him that I knew who'd helped him make the prison break. When I told him that I'd put up the money for it. When I told him that the man he wanted to kill was the man I wanted to kill. When I told him that man was my own husband. We drove along for quite a while without saying anything. Then I pulled into a gas station. It's the idea of coming in here. You don't need gas. You still don't trust me, do you? I don't know. Look, Sullivan, I have to make a phone call to my husband. Oh, no. I'm not that dumb, beautiful. But I have to call him. I told him I would. If I don't, he'll think something's wrong. You can listen. All right. I'll listen. Where's your phone? Oh, it's just inside the door. Thanks. It's right in here, lady. Uh, right on the wall. Right on the wall there, lady. <laughs> Got your nickel? Look, I know how to use the phone. You don't have to act like you're Orson Wells. Hello? Ralph. Yes? This is Evelyn. I'm 25 miles from the city. The rain slowed me up. You should have started earlier. I know, but I didn't. Everything all right? Yes, everything's all right. Well, I'm glad to see you're getting some sense in your head. Hurry up and get here. It won't take long. You're not going to give me any more trouble, are you? No, Ralph. From now on, I don't think you have a thing to worry about. We drove on into town then. I didn't say anything more and nodded at Sullivan. But I knew I had him. He was still playing cautious, but I knew I had him. Well, here's where I let you off. Oh, the rain's almost stopped. Okay. But listen, beautiful, don't try to double-cross me. I won't double-cross you. You'd make a mistake if you did. Sullivan! Yeah? My husband always keeps his car in the garage. Every night, just as it gets dark, he walks into the garage to get the car. Alone. You know, you're quite a dish, beautiful. And there's no light in the garage. Come here. Good night, beautiful.
There's only a few more blocks to the house. Ralph was waiting up for me, and he seemed genuinely happy to see me. A month ago, Ralph and I had one of our usual fights, and I went north to stay with my mother. But I realized that I couldn't stay with her forever, and the only thing left for me to do was to come back. And I hated it. Crawling back to a man who had no heart, who ran his home like the lockup pen down at police headquarters. But I had no choice. Ralph was smug about my coming back, as I knew he would be. I kept wondering if Sullivan was actually going through with it. Two days later, I knew. Good morning, Mrs. Harris. Get inside. Someone might see you. How did you know I was alone? I got friends. Your husband's working right now. He won't be home for five hours. What do you want, Sullivan? Let's not act like children. I said I was going to kill your husband, and I meant it. What are you coming here for at this time of day? See this? This little box? Yeah. When you do the wrong thing with it, it blows up. Oh. All I do is put this under the hood of somebody's car, hook it up to the starter, and when somebody gets in his car to drive off somewhere, all he does is step on the starter. And he doesn't have to worry about driving a car ever again. Oh. Let's, uh... Go out to the garage, beautiful. We went out to the garage. Sullivan hooked the explosive up under the hood of Ralph's car. Then after a while, he went away. All the rest of the day, I was nervous and worried. The last minute, I even wanted to go out and disconnect it. But I didn't. It was foolish to be nervous. It had all gone along fine so far. By the time Ralph came home, I was composed and tried not to show that anything was any different than it always was. After dinner, Ralph was doing some paperwork in a housebreaking case. Oh, these reports are a nuisance. Anything I can do to help you? No. You know less about these reports than I do. Oh, I just thought maybe there might be something... Well, there isn't, so stop bothering. All right, Ralph. Uh, wait a minute. There is something you can do. What? Go out and get the car and bring it around to the front. No. What are you looking so surprised about? As soon as I finish the report, I want to run down to the station. Did it save time if you got the car out? I, I'd rather not. What's the matter with you? Well, I have trouble getting out of the driveway. It's too narrow. Ah, you've taken the car out a hundred times. What are you talking about? Well, Ralph, I, I've got a cold coming on. I'd rather stay inside. Put a coat on. It isn't cold out anyway. I don't want to drive your car. Look, the least you could do is help me out once in a while when I asked you to. Heaven knows you never do anything for me anyway. Well, it won't save that much time. Get the car out before I get mad. All right, Ralph. If you want me to, I'll get the car. What could I do? I went out and opened the garage doors and put it around for a few minutes and slammed the door a couple of times. And I went back in the house. Well? Well, what, Ralph? Is the car out in front? Wouldn't start. What do you mean it wouldn't start? I don't know. It just wouldn't start. The, The motor wouldn't turn over. Oh, you give me nothing but trouble. This is my fault. It's your car. All right, all right. Forget it. Why don't you go out and try it yourself? Because I won't, that's all. I've been having trouble with my battery. It's probably run down again. If it wouldn't start for you, it won't start for me. I'll look at it tomorrow sometime. I'll do what you want. Uh, wait a minute. Excuse me. I have some reading to do. Uh, well, wait a minute. What do you want? Call up headquarters and have them send a cruiser around for me. <laughs> I could hardly sleep that night. Why, of all times, did Ralph have to ask me to get his car? It was almost as if he suspected. 
I knew he'd have to get the car sometime, but I was afraid he might check over the car and find out what was wrong with it and discover the mechanism. Or he might send a mechanic out from a garage to look at it, and an innocent person would be killed. And I was afraid of Sullivan by this time, terribly afraid. I was exhausted from nervousness and lack of sleep when I got out of bed the next day. Ralph had breakfast and went off to work in the police cruiser. I didn't dare go near the garage. I didn't dare do anything except just wait. Mrs. Harris? Yes? Sullivan speaking. Oh, hello. I've been reading all the papers, and I haven't seen anything about your husband yet. Yes, I know. What happened? Well, last night, he didn't take the car out. Why not? I don't know why not. He just didn't, that's all. Mrs. Harris, you wouldn't try to stall me, would you? No, I swear that's what happened. He left the car in a... He left the house in a police cruiser. He didn't take his car. You know what I think? No, what? I think I'm going to take a run out there and check up myself. Your husband isn't home, is he? No, no, he won't be home for three hours. Okay, beautiful. You can expect me. Well, you could at least... Oh, Ralph. Well, who did you expect? Winston Churchill? Well, it isn't time for you to be home. Who said there was a certain time for me to be home? Well, you don't, you don't usually get home this early. Well, there wasn't much doing today. I have a few hours coming to me, but... What's the matter with you? Nothing. Why? Well, you're nervous about something. Don't tell me you have a boyfriend hiding in the closet. You may look if you want to. I wouldn't bother. All right, come on. Come on out with it. What's on your mind? What do you keep looking out the window for? Oh, stop examining me like a criminal. I just didn't sleep well last night. I'm tired. <laughs> you don't do anything to get tired. Where are you going? When you came in, I was just on my way to the market. Do you mind... I have to get my coat. Do you want me to explain any more? Say, Evelyn. What's wrong, Ralph? I just thought I saw somebody go into our garage. Come here. Look. Garage door's half open. Oh, yes, I forgot to tell you. I called the garage and had them send a man to look at the battery. He'll take care of everything. Yeah? Well, I'm going out and take a look myself. You don't have to. He knows his job. Sometimes I don't think you have any brains at all. I'll be right back. I stood there at the window watching. I knew who was in the garage, and it wasn't a mechanic. It was Sullivan. Ralph walked off the back porch and across the yard, and then into the garage. I didn't know what was going to happen. I kept thinking, only one man will come out of there alive. And then I thought, maybe I'll be lucky. Maybe neither of them will come out alive. I pulled the curtain back so I could see more clearly. And then I waited what seemed hours, staring through the window. I couldn't hear a thing. And nobody came out. Nobody. I moved closer. My face pressed against the glass. And then just before it happened, somehow I could hear it coming. Police headquarters. Just a moment. Hmm? 
Police headquarters, Sergeant Thompson speaking. This is... Mrs. Ralph Harris. There's been an accident, an explosion. We'll be right out, Mrs. Harris. Are you all right? The... The window broke. A big piece of glass. Uh, <laughs> my throat. One way I was lucky. Neither of them did come out alive. But another way I wasn't so lucky. I'm going to die. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.